As a soulful entrepreneur, it can be challenging to charge your worth. You just want to help people, right? Trust me, I get it. You've been discounting your programs, products, and services, and now you're starting to feel resentful of your clients and not excited to show up and serve your audience. It's because you're not aligned with your pricing. Does that sound familiar? If so, you're not alone. When I started my business as a life coach back in April 2018, I was struggling to know what to charge for my services. When someone would ask me how much it cost to work with me, I would panic because I didn't feel confident in my pricing. I also didn't believe that I was worth what I was charging. It can be difficult, especially as women, to ask for what we deserve. We don't want to make others feel uncomfortable, so we sacrifice our own comfort for theirs. Deep down, a part of us still doesn't feel like we deserve to charge our worth. I mean, who would pay that much for what you're offering? Well, the truth is, undercharging isn't doing anyone any favors. When you become aligned with your pricing, not only will you show up more powerfully, but so will your clients. And that's exactly why I've created a free guided meditation that will help you to release limiting beliefs around pricing your products and services, feel more empowered in your pricing so you can start charging your worth, and help you create massive abundance in your life and business right now. Through this guided meditation and a series of emails, I will share with you how one client went from making 2K a month and feeling stressed and overworked to making her first 10K month while working less and having more fun in her business. If you're ready to feel empowered in your pricing and start charging your worth, go to the link in the show notes now to download this powerful guided meditation. Aloha, beautiful souls, and welcome back to the Uplifting Podcast. Today, my guest is Missy Garcia, who is a powerful sex and leadership coach. Missy is passionate about empowering women with the tools to come back into the true beauty of who they are, guide them to open their heart to completely loving all of themselves, and totally embracing their badass queen within. She coaches women to access their inner power, be healed from within, and bring back the juiciness into their life, careers, and relationships. On today's episode, we talk about how healing our sexuality is connected with healing other aspects of our lives. Missy shares with us what is made possible when we choose to reclaim our sexuality as women. We talk about how to own your pleasure and more importantly, how to discover and connect with your pleasure if you don't know where to start. We talk about the role of self-pleasure in reclaiming your sexuality and how to have open communication with your partner, even about taboo topics. This is a powerful episode about not only reclaiming your sexuality, but about fully claiming your power as a woman. If you know someone who could benefit from listening to this episode, send them the link right now and be a hero in someone's life today. Without further ado, here's my conversation with Missy. Welcome to the Uplifting Podcast. I'm your host, Randy Lee, and I'm a business mindset coach, public speaker, world record holder, power lifter, and self-love advocate. I believe that there is so much power in owning and sharing our story, which is why on this podcast, I interview other powerful women about the challenges that they have overcome to be where they are today. 
My goal for this podcast is to create a safe space for all women to share their real, raw, and mostly unedited stories that will leave you empowered to live more authentically, openly, and freely. If you're looking to up-level your happiness, success, and fulfillment, then you've come to the right place. Look at this podcast as your weekly dose of personal development and mindset work to help you shift into your most uplifted self. Thank you so much for pressing play today. And now let's find out what's uplifting you today. Welcome back to the Uplifting Podcast. Today, my guest is Missy Garcia. Missy is a wife, mother of two, as well as a powerful sex and leadership coach for women who are desperate to escape from their dull and disconnected lives. Missy is passionate about empowering women with the tools to come back to their true beauty of who they are, guide them to open their heart to completely loving all of themselves, and truly embracing their badass queen within. She coaches women to access their inner power, be healed from within, and bring back the juiciness into their life, life, career, and relationships. Welcome, Missy. Thank you so much for having me, Randy. I'm excited. Oh, I'm so excited to have you here. So I love to start the conversation with you sharing a story from your past that got you into the work that you're doing today as a sex and leadership coach for women. So I think the main story that would come up for me that kind of led me down this path, because sexuality was something that I was like, uh, anything but that (laughs) for so long. But I would literally have anxiety attacks almost half of the time whenever me and my my husband, who I've been with for now 10 years, uh, would start to get, you know, intimate and I would freak out out. And there was so much that was within my body that was coming up and it was nothing around him. And I realized how much that internal freak out was not only just in the bedroom, but also impacted my life outside of the bedroom. I would have the same sort of, you know, episodes uh, when I was growing my business or putting myself out there, allowing my gifts to be seen, I would internally contract and have a lot of anxiety. And so when I realized how much that my past sexual trauma was showing up in my relationship and then connecting it to how it was showing up in my life as a mother, as a wife, and as an entrepreneur... That's when I decided, okay, this is the avenue that I knew I needed to go down, honestly, to heal myself. When I started to go into sexuality work, it was like, I'm going to go and heal myself and just get some tools. And then while I was in it, it was, I knew that was absolutely the avenue that I had to go and offer my gifts to the world and for other women and relationships. Wow. That's really powerful. So what was it in that experience that really had you see that this was the avenue that you needed to go down? Like what, what came up for you in that healing process? Oh my gosh. It was so much. I didn't realize how much that my uh, connection into my sexuality was my connection into my power as a woman and that connection into the power of who I am as a woman influenced my voice tapped me into my creativity, into my intuition, into like 
just confidence from the inside. And like I said, I would contract and hide with anybody's like seeing me. So I grew a large business and I did it about like 50%, like 50% of me was like actually in it. And I kind of feel like I did it behind like a screen, like not a computer screen, but just like a visibility screen. Like only these people can kind of really see my gifts. But if I moved outside of that and I would show up, then I would go into a huge crisis afterwards and completely like hide and go into a deep winter for months. I was part of a book that became a best-selling uh, series. And so I became a best-selling author. And it was the first time that I kind of put my story out there about my trauma and how it impacted me and how I started to move uh, to heal that. And as I was like leading up to it, I'm like, okay, I got it. I got it. This is good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The second that the story was out, I was like in bed, super sick, like literally months of sickness so much that my, my ribs (laughs) <laughs> like came up, uh, like, uh, dislocated. Like I had to, I was in chronic pain from that and just coughing. And there was so much that my body just couldn't handle because I freaked out physically from being seen in that way. When I healed my sexuality, I was healing those parts of myself too, because I was no longer hiding a huge part of who I was. And I was so grounded in the power of me as a woman and what I have to offer the world. Wow, that's so beautiful. I love how you really were able to reconnect with that and then how how that was connected with you being seen in the world. And do you think that that's why so many women struggle to own their sexuality is because, you know, I think one of the narratives that we have as a society is that we as women, you know, shouldn't stand out, shouldn't really like have those opinions, shouldn't really be seen. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And, and if we look back like on history, it's been what, like our grandmother's age that, that shifted. So it wasn't that long ago that women started to get, you know, a place a voice opportunity growth, have their own bank accounts, have the ability to have their own businesses, have the ability to have voices in the corporate world. I mean, it really wasn't that long ago. We think of it like it was, but every, like the the thousands of years that were before that is still within our lineage and it's still within ourselves. So when we, as women now start to break that, we also have to break the cycle that's within ourselves, that's within our DNA, that fear that's innately within us. That if we really shine, then we're going to be exiled or we're going to be this or we're going to be that. I mean, if you just look at even the witch trials, those are all just healers of women tapped into just the power of who they are and they were burned for it. That lives within us. So that fear is still within us. So yes, 100%. So then women, I did this. I was like, I can work from like the heart up. I was like, I'm good there. Okay. I I can bring my heart space into it. Once I brought my heart space into like leading, I was like, all right, (laughs) huge step forward. But there's still a whole nother half of my body that's not connected. 
that's not aligned, that's not aligned to my goals, to my, to my vision, to my creativity, to my power, to what I wanting to put out into the world. So it's literally functioning at 50%. So what was that process like of starting to fully integrate all of yourself into the work that you did or that you're doing now? Yeah, it's still a challenge because I was listening to one of your past podcasts and I heard her say one of her clients, you know, her best friend blocked her and didn't want to talk to her anymore. I've had the same thing. So many women that I knew and had really great relationships with no longer want to have anything to do with me. have completely just like shunned me out of their life because I talk about sexuality. So it was almost like... (laughs) People look at you as, wow, I knew who she was, but now that she's talking about sexuality, oh, I don't know her anymore. And it's like, I'm just more connected to who I fully am as a woman. Yeah, like that was always a part of you, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm a wife. I'm a mother. (laughs) Um, I have children because of sex. (laughs) Every person's here because of sex. I know. It's so crazy that that's such a, you know, that that sex is such a taboo topic because we all came from sex. So, you know, especially as women, like we are creators. So, you know... It's so interesting to me that, I mean, that's been a struggle for me as well, is really owning that. Mm -hmm. But like you said, I've noticed how the more I deepen into connecting with my sexuality, with my sensuality, that I really step more into my power and owning the fullness of who I am. Absolutely. Yes. It's so powerful. I don't think people realize, and I didn't realize how much that our sexual center is connected to our voice. Like there's a literal connection that was created at 15 days embryo. And that indentation became our mouth and our throat. And the other indentation on the other end of the embryo became our sexual center. And so there is a link. And so when we are disconnected from one, it's going to affect the other. And one of the main things I think with women is when they're wanting to speak their truth, there's a way of speaking your truth where it comes from your fullness, from your full power, and it really resonating and being heard because it's grounded in confidence in who you are, or just speaking your truth completely disconnected and like unconfident with it the reaction from people is going to be 100% different with how they respond to the same words with whether you're connected to full power of who you are and whether you're not. Yeah. And I think that goes how it can relate to business, right? Is that, you know, if we're not showing up online or, you know, even in our face-to-face opportunities with our potential clients, in the fullness of who we are, we're not going to really attract the people that we want to attract. I mean, you could probably still build a successful business. I mean, but it's not going to really be that deep connection that can resonate with people when you show up in the fullness of who you are. Absolutely. And it's not going to be as juicy. 
if you're working with people that don't fully like really juice you up with the gifts that you're wanting to bring to the world, then you're actually dulling your own shine. Yeah, 100%. I think that's something as women too. I mean, I know that's something I've struggled with is allowing myself to shine fully. Mm -hmm. Yeah, me too. I have as well. Because as women, we've been told not to. Yeah, it just really goes back to just owning, you know, the fullness of who we are and the uniqueness of who we are as women. Yeah. And I think that goes back to us also owning our pleasure. When we own our pleasure, then we can own really all of who we are because we can like our capacity for pleasure will increase. So when you increase your own capacity for pleasure, then you increase your capacity in every area of your life because you can be with it in that way. You can receive the pleasure that's innately yours as your gift as a woman. Yeah. So how do we start to own our pleasure or even maybe connect with pleasure? Because I think so many women are probably even disconnected from what brings them pleasure in their lives. Right. So you talked about owning your sensuality. I think that's a beautiful first step is just start to like have sensuality dates with yourself. And what does that mean? It's going to be different to everybody, but some days I'm like, I just need to go soak into the bath, have a beautiful fragrance, like an essential oil that really just speaks to my mood and my, my body in that day in that room. I have calming music. I'm feeling the warm water on my skin when I'm touching my body in the bath. I'm like actually touching, not just like like, okay, get done, right? Like I'm actually slowing down and touching my skin, consciously breathing, tuning into the breath can be so pleasurable when you bring in conscious breath. And so starting with small actions like that can make huge impact. Also then just starting to realize, well, what is your relationship to sexual pleasure? Do you feel that you are allowed to have, you know, immense sexual pleasure? Do you feel that it has to be always reciprocated? Do you feel that you can be your own pleasure goddess and bring your own pleasure to yourself? Or do you always have to put it on a partner's plate for them to please you? So starting to just dissect that story that you have with it and then put on your curiosity hat and start to dive into that. Well, why do I feel I can't receive pleasure? Why do I always think it's my partner's job? Why is like, oh, I can get to this amount of pleasure, but once I get there, I shut down or I'm like, okay, let's move on or, you know, whatever comes up for you. Yeah, absolutely. So how do you see masturbation playing a role in owning our pleasure? Does it have its place? Oh, yes. (laughs) So, and for me, I like to change the word into just self-pleasure. For that, it just like made it empowering because masturbation, no matter what, you know, I always feel like that word is like, not the best word. Yeah. And whether you resonate, you know, uh, whatever genitalia you have, like masturbation has its own context for each individual in this world that has some shame around it. 
and has hidden aspects to it and has like, oh, don't talk about it. Don't do that. Or, you know, like for men, yeah, it's okay to do that, but you need to be quiet and you need to not let anybody know that you're doing it. And it needs to be happy because behind closed doors and you know so there's so much context no matter what you're so much shame around it like you said yeah so self-pleasure to me when I switched it it already became more empowering because it was like okay cool this this resonated more with me and when I started my sexuality journey to fully reclaim it self-pleasure practices were the foundation so much so that I turned to my husband and was like, look, I'm going to be doing a lot of self-pleasure practices. I don't know what that's going to mean for our sex life right now, but I need to do this for me and I need to reclaim my pleasure for myself and I need to be in my own body in this way for myself first. So I will just continue to communicate with you about that. And it was probably for the first couple months of me really doing like self-pleasure practices almost daily. And our, you know, my connection to him sexually uh, decreased during those times, but my connection to him emotionally increased because I was able to communicate to him in a completely different way because I was so much more in my own body. So then when I felt like I've like reclaimed my pleasure now, it's like, I want to share this with you. And our sex life completely shifted, became more sacred because I own my own sexuality. And then he started to do his own stuff to own his own sexuality. And then us coming together was like just a beautiful connection experience. No longer me having to serve him, him having to serve me, me having to take something from him, him having to take something from me. It was like two sovereign beings coming together to create something beautiful in those moments. Mm, that's so beautiful. I love that. And I love how, it, like you said, it's just really you both doing your own inner work and how powerful that is when you do that and then can then come together and share such a beautiful experience. Yeah. And I mean, I have so much shame around even being able to desire sex and even being able to express that to him. And so when that shifted and I was able to own my own pleasure, it was like, hey, honey, all right, I'm feeling sexy right now. Let's go have some sex. Let's go be together. Let's, you know, and it became so empowering for me to have control over that and for it to be allowed and celebrated because he was like all for it. <laughs> totally. Yeah. And I see that as something that I'm sure so many women are struggling with in terms of because they're they're disconnected from their sexuality and their pleasure and you know, there's so much shame around it. So I think that's such a beautiful practice. And what are some other steps that you could give people if they're really struggling with, you know, even communicating those things to their partner? Yes. This is the, like my favorite three questions. And this comes from uh, Come As You Are, which is an amazing book from Emily. And I'm going to. Yes, I her. love that book. Okay, yeah. cool. <laughs> I'm like, I'll butcher her last name, but a beautiful, I love that book. That book completely opened my eyes to so much. But really realizing what is your accelerators and what are your brakes? So 
we all have accelerators and brakes. And, you know, if you're driving a car and you have your foot on the brake, no matter what you're doing to accelerate, it's not going to move anywhere. So realizing what is your accelerators and your brakes, what turns you on and what are the things that you need to have put in place to get your foot off of your brake. So communicating that with your partner. For me, Coming from, you know, sexual trauma, safety is a huge thing for me. I have to feel super safe in my environment. I need to feel safe in uh, just our relationship. I need to feel safe in my own body. I need to just have that safety is like my foundation for me to even think about accelerating into intimacy. And so communicating that to him, me knowing what his are, what is his breaks, which, you know, he doesn't really have many, but what accelerates him. And so that was like key to talk about that. Then also like your optimal time of day. Do you have a time of day that you're naturally more, you know, have more pleasure, more desire, more, you know, sexual like flow going through your body? I'm a nooner. Like, <laughs> I'm so thankful that we both work from home because that's our lunch breaks. <laughs> it's us taking lunch I breaks in the bedroom. <laughs> it's so true. So, uh, you know, we have two kids and I've never been a morning person. So morning definitely is not a time of day that I'm going to be more inclined. And at nighttime, I'm tired after everything during the day and it's not an excuse. It's really just how my body is. So when I realized that a, I can take sex breaks during the, the middle of the day and B that I can communicate that to my partner, our sex life completely changed. So those are, you know, key things to communicate and then um, also having a word, having a code word, having a look, having something that you can say to your partner that's indicating what it is that you want. Because our partners will not read our mind. No matter how much we have been told that they should, no matter how much we've been told that they do, they don't. So even if you walk in, you know, uh, and give them a wink, they're not going to know what the hell you're talking about unless you actually communicate to them. So having that verbiage, the word, something that's going to indicate that you are desiring sex. Yeah. So would you say like, hey, babe, when, you know, I give you this little look or when I say this, like this means, you know, I'm ready to get it on. (laughs) Yes, exactly. So for me and him, it's really simple. We just keep it very direct. Like, hey, do you want to go upstairs? (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Very simple. But for other people, that turns them off because it sounds like they're asking. And so, you know, you got to know what that is for you. And sometimes it could just be like, hey, green light. There's nothing wrong with that. That could be your code word. Oh my gosh. That's just so amazing. I love how you're just so open with one another. And did that take a while for you to get to that place? Was it really like after owning your self-pleasure that you felt like you could own your voice or what was that like for you? Yes. After owning my pleasure, it was so much easier for me to be able to communicate that to him. It took a while though, because 
there was so much shame with it and so much and wrapped up in it was not only like the expectations of a mother and I had to reclaim like, look, I can be a freaking sex goddess and have amazing sex with my, with my husband and be a kick-ass mom at the same time. I had to reclaim that, that story of once you become a mom, that's all that you are. So that was something that I had to work through. I love that. Yeah. I think just changing those stories in general around, you know, the fact that we can be a sex goddess and be, you know, a badass businesswoman or whatever, a leader or, you know, like those things don't, ha- we don't have to look down on somebody who's owning her sexuality. Exactly. Yes. So that was a big thing. And then also the expectations of like a wife and what a good little wife should do (laughs) never fit into that stereotypical role (laughs) to tell you that right now. But I had to release that that is not me and that will never be me, but this is who I am. And this is how we create our relationship with it. So we recreated our relationship. That was the main thing was us choosing to create our relationship into a way that serves us and our uniqueness and what we want in our relationship. And through that was extreme, honest communication about everything. So there's nothing hidden. Even the things that typically you think that you cannot express to your partner, those are the things that we express to each other even more. Yeah. Can you give me some examples of that? Yeah. Being sexually attracted to somebody else. That was something that. Oh yeah. I can see that totally being something that would be like a taboo topic. Right? Mm-hmm. Yep. So being sexually attracted to somebody else, uh, being able to say, Oh, look, I was really attracted to that person or, you know, Oh, I used to have a crush on, um, I don't know, this person that I worked with or whatever, and being able to a hold your own triggers of hearing it and be realizing that the person is a human being that's going to be sexually attracted to other people. And it's a hundred percent allowed. So then when it's allowed, there's nothing, there's nothing that's hidden in the background because those things are what creates all the hidden shadows that will show up in other areas in your relationship. Other taboo topics, anything around sex that you haven't already done. (laughs) So whether that may be uh, wanting a threesome or anal sex or anal play or using sexual toys or, uh, you know, being tied up, any of those sort of things. So being able to talk about those things is so important in realizing Yes, this turns me on. No, that doesn't turn me on. Yes, I want to try this. No, I don't want to try that. So just having it all laid out on the table to communicate. I love that. I think it's so important to talk about those things and, you know, not take it personal or be offended if somebody, you know, doesn't have the same kinks as you might have. Right. Yes, exactly. I just think like for us, it's just been anything that plays on in the background, even if it's like related towards business or life or showing up as a parent or 
the way that we communicated with one another or, oh, I'm being triggered as fuck right now for um, something that's happening. Any of that stuff that we typically think they can't see me like this, that they won't love me anymore if they know I even have this thought or that I even felt that way. All of those things is what we bring to the table the most. That's so beautiful. And it's just so empowering to really just own, you know, your emotions, your experiences, your desires, your, you know, everything about who you are. I just think that's just so empowering. And are there things that you, you know, continue to struggle with or that you're still working on in terms of, you know, owning the fullness of who you are? Yeah. Oh, I, you know, as much as I've reclaimed my sexuality and really own that, finding how to bring that message into the world in a way that's empowering, that doesn't fully contract every single person (laughs) reads it because I've gotten so much pushback with it. I have to fully be so conscious of myself, of what I am putting out there. So that way um, my message is a hundred percent aligned with me that I'm not going down a rabbit hole of what I think I should be doing to like, to make other people feel super comfortable. Um, But I'm also not going down the rabbit hole of, well, just go off the freaking wall. So you piss everybody off. You know, there's, there's like that balance in this, this coaching world of, oh, you need to follow other people or, you know what, just do the like 110% the opposite of everything else. And then there's that middle ground of just do it in flow and in alignment with you. So always coming back to that and feeling into that and learning what that is, is also a challenge. And then there's, I I still have multiple, multiple, multiple layers of trauma that continue to arise within me that I'm always having to integrate and heal and go into as well. So those are kind of the main things that I continuously work on. Yeah. I think that's so powerful to hear that, you know, even someone who has really come so far to claim who she is and her sexuality, you know, you still have things that you're working on and that it's really, I think it's a continual journey that we're all on. Yeah. Oh yeah. Especially when something happens, whether that's in my relationship or in business or in life or whatever, and it triggers an unhealed wound, it's like, Oh, all right, there's other layer. Okay. Time to heal that one. And because I, experienced a lot of trauma beyond just the sexual trauma, but a lot of just childhood trauma and experiences and things like that. Uh, There's so many layers that are continue to rise and continue to show up. And it's like, Oh, all right, here's another one. Time to go in to heal this one. It's almost like you're you're constantly going back into the battlefield. The second that you think that the the battle is done. Yeah, 100%. I mean, I feel like every time I am up leveling in my life, it's like those same wounds seem to come up again, like in a different way, you know, and it's just like, okay, let's, you know, heal it again and just doing that inner work. So I just appreciate you sharing that because I think it's so powerful for people to really understand that it is a process, but 
learning to love yourself and get and accept yourself at every step of the way, I think is just so important. Absolutely. Yeah. I completely agree. I think it's, it's important to be transparent about these things because life isn't always just rainbows and butterflies around you. There's the winters and we all go into it and to honor it. That's it. I think that's the main thing. I also, that sexuality taught me was just to accept and any part yeah. that came up, like, can I just meet this part with love and acceptance? Yeah, I love that so much. So before my last question, is there anything that you wish I would have asked you or a final message that you want to leave with my audience? Anything that I wish you would have asked me? Um, no, I love that. It's just a beautiful flowing conversation. The message that I want to leave is that you have the power to to go into anything, even though that we've been trained to avoid pain and avoid anything that makes us feel uncomfortable or makes us feel like scared and contracted, that those are usually the areas that we need to venture into for the freedom that's on the other end. Because when we are sitting in a contracted state, it's we've been there for a reason. It's a protective mechanism that has occurred for what you have experienced. But when you go in and do that inner work that we've been talking about to heal it, then that's where the freedom is on the other side. And I think that's the main thing that every single one of my clients that comes to me is that they desire freedom. They may have amazing businesses and may have amazing this and that, but they still feel not fully free in who they are. And that's when you go in, do the inner work and really reclaim every single part of yourself, including your sexuality, that there is just freedom to be. And wherever that takes you is just powerful. Mm, I love that. Thank you so much for sharing that. And the final question that I always ask is related to taking action, because I believe that's how we really start to integrate, you know, what we learn from podcasts like this or personal development books. So what would be three action steps that someone could take today to live a more uplifted life? Yeah. Have a sensuality date with yourself. So have a sensuality date with yourself. Whatever that looks like, maybe you take yourself out to a beautiful dinner. Maybe you just have a bubble bath and you just be with yourself and breathe and feel and taste the food and just slow down in that that beautiful date that you have with yourself. The next thing I would suggest is to have a dance party and to just move your body. But as you're moving your body, direct your breath all the way down into your pleasure center and continue to breathe into your pleasure center and then just move however your body wants to take you during that. So shut the windows, shut the doors and just just go and be in that moment with yourself. Uh, The third thing would be to really write about what being free and sexy and alive and in flow and in, and like fully aligned into who you are, write about it. What does that mean to you? What does that look like? What is happening around you? What like would show up in that world that would let you know that you have actually accomplished that and just start to literally create it with your words on paper. And then the action step is to seek support. 
seek support to help you to get there. Mm, I love that. Thank you so much. And I just want to acknowledge you, Missy, for all of the incredible work that you're doing, really helping women to reclaim their sexuality and in the process, really claiming their power as women. So thank you so much for being here and sharing your knowledge and wisdom so freely with my audience. So where can everybody find you and learn more about you? Well, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. And your message is so powerful and so needed in the world as well. And I absolutely love when I saw the picture from your retreat with all the bare butts. And I was like, yes. (laughs) So I just want to acknowledge you too. Yes, yes. Um, and then people can find me by going to my website, Missy, the letter A, and then Garcia.com. And then all my socials and everything is there for them to uh, get in contact. Amazing. Thank you so much again for being here. And it's been so much fun. Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing a piece of your day with me. If you loved this episode, don't forget to subscribe so you never miss one. If this episode really resonated with you, it would mean so much to me if you screenshot and share it with your friends and family or share it on your Instagram story. You can also rate and review the podcast on iTunes, which helps me spread the message and get the podcast heard by more people. For more self-love and powerlifting inspiration, come follow me on Instagram or join my private Facebook group, Self Love School. The links are in the show notes. And until next time, stay uplifted.